0: Where we blow your mind
1: Portals
0: and I every time
2: I promise to blow it again tonight pop, 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 pop. It never, never stops
3: One. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Hello.
2: You are now listening to
0: Portals.
2: Portals. I am your host Shanannis, and of course, I have the dream team: Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello. Pastor Tony Cassis. Hi. And Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi, guys. i got to say something.
1: When she called us the dream team, this doesn't give you permission to go to sleep.
3: <laughs> no more
4: dreams. You can't dream until
3: <laughs> no you're <more> asleep. No more dreams. <laughs> can't dream until you're asleep. I like that. Wow, that was a good one. I that like a that. Good That's one. good. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. gives me an excuse right. to go to sleep.
2: Uh, Anywho, (laughs) of course, you are listening to Ports, which I've already said that. So we definitely don't want to keep the team waiting. We have our live audience on our portals live on Facebook. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you smash that like button. Yeah. Make sure the fingers... Hit, that, <laughs> button, hit that, baby. Thumb, that button, baby. That that's thumb, yours. The thumb. That's your. Uh, that's your. Your tagline. Hit that button, baby. Hit that button, baby. There you go. So make sure you guys hit that button, um, and follow us so you can also ask live questions as the team answers the questions that you put. We'll put up a question box and all those great things. And then we have bonus conversations. Do the questioning. Uh, Topics uh, On the topics And relevant uh, Questions And then We Continue on For you guys On Spotify So yes There's definitely a benefit To join us On A Pornless Live Or even just Re-watch it You know It's different
3: Yeah you can re-watch it At Talk TV It'll be available On Facebook For 24 hours Mm -hmm. And then we Just because Facebook Has been a little bit more You know Intr- controlling and what they... So. Just say interesting. Interesting.
2: interesting. That's my favourite interesting. 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 So we
3: want to put it in the hands of our own platform. So it's all available for free on Talk TV. You just need to sign up, become a member for free. You can watch it. And um, that way we can just have our content uncensored and uninhabited by
4: controlled, <laughs> <And> right? <laughs> Untrolled. Untrolled. I, I heard we had another country added to our Oh, we did. Uh, audience we, list. Yes. Was um, it Russia? No, it was Poland.
2: Oh. Poland, welcome, Poland. We're glad to have. you How far listening. is
4: Poland from Dutch Harbor in Alaska? Oh. I don't
3: know, but when you threw that one out last week, that was when I'd you like said Dutch Harbor. A I was like, I'm surprised there was even a place. You know your geography quite well. Mm. I know. Interesting. Come to Genesis Record, anyway. <laughs>
2: right. Yes. Can I just shout out Genesis Record? just to catch you guys up on all the great events uh, at Torque, New York Um, the Genesis record by Pastor Tony, bravo, bravo it blew my mind
4: so just as a uh, backup comment on that um, I just want to reiterate that my convictions aren't necessarily the convictions of everybody at the at the seminar. It's good.
1: And that's good.
4: And Healthy. that's okay. Healthy. But you got to move by your own convictions. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, and we, Pastor and I, also made made the declaration that, you know, whatever your conviction is about creation or other events um, that have been challenged, you know, in the Bible, and I mean, obviously challenged by a secular humanism of today. Mm hmm. Um, These are the kind of issues that are disputable matters. They don't really determine your growth or your eternal home. Or salvation. Your salvation is not on the line, you know, if if you disagree with some of the scientific sort of uh, challenges that come against the book of Genesis, right? Mm -hmm. So we can stay in fellowship.
1: But I've got to say this... It will determine it if you choose to believe that Genesis is not literal. And mm. yeah, that's a, that's, that's yeah, a... Yeah, that no was statement. That's definitely going to change
4: things. Yeah, one of the things we discussed was the five methods of interpreting the Scriptures. Yeah, and that's so the good. The only really, um, you know, safe and sound method is the literal method of interpreting, which basically means you take the Word of God for what it says. Yeah. And and not to start the subject up, but there's so many statements in Genesis 1, 1 to 6, just in those six verses, that can turn the scientific community upside down. Right. And so um, you need to come to the seminar or, or, you know, get online and have a look and, and listen to the challenges that, you know, I put out there to the scientific, uh, you know, doctrines that are being spun in our schools and universities, mm-hmm. which are absolute contrary to the Word of God. Wow.
3: And just to uh, give you a little feedback, Jackie Turner says, amazing teaching and revelation, Pastor Tony, backed everything up with biblical receipts.
4: Amen. So, oh, biblical receipts. really good review. Nice Thank name. you, Jackie. <laughs> yeah.
3: And just to uh, let everyone uh, know, Sinead, they can watch that um, – very soon available on Talk TV as well. If they already have a monthly subscription or annual subscription, it will be available as a part of their package. And um, I would really recommend that people, you know, view it. Um, it's a bit controversial because it will require you to take off your rationale mm-hmm. and logistic, like, okay, this doesn't fit into my thinking. Right. But when does ever God fit into your thinking? Um, I, I think <laughs> that um, this, uh,
1: this book of Genesis is really... Very important for tonight Mm. because uh, you know, I take one part of it where he formed Adam out of the dust of the earth Mm. and then he placed him in the garden. Now, placement is uh, he places him in there and he puts him in there, and when he puts him in there, he becomes a part Mm. of where he put him. So uh, that good. really, really, really starts to, uh, you know, knock down some theology and some ideas here and belief systems that, uh, you know, uh, we, when you leave a country, you, you take your culture with you mm. and then you try to impose your culture into the other country. Why is God taking you out of that country? Ooh. And telling you to take your culture with you, I, of course, never be ashamed of your culture. But if you're going to go to another country, then you have to be a part of the way they present it.
3: You're leaving for a reason.
1: Yes. So, and and so you know, with what he did with Adam, he was show. I'm um, not. Yeah. What he did, he was showing. He was showing. Then, you know, uh, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. There's a worldly saying, but it's very true. Mm. When I'm preaching about the Holy Spirit and tongues and I preach about to heaven, I say, when in heaven, do as heaven does. That's right. So you take the language of heaven. You don't take the language of earth to heaven. Mm -hmm. You take the language of heaven from heaven and you see This is really important that we see this because when I um, wrote this book on, you know, Come Home, He's Calling, I wanted you to see, the church to see that when God moves you somewhere, you don't take what you have. You drop your baggage before you go.
0: Mm.
1: You've got to be able to go free of baggage. And then you can go to a place and start afresh. Now, we're talking from reality here because this is exactly what we had to do. God would not allow us to bring Australia culture in the churches to this church. He wouldn't. He had to rid us of it and says, that's great for Australia, but my people in America, it's not going to work.
2: We do things different. And you that's know why it's not
1: going to work? Because this is why it's not going to work. Hear this. It's because Australians laugh at themselves a lot. Mm. They make jokes I about sure uh, you know, certain things. So when I came to America and... You know, we laugh, and then I th- oh my lord, what's going on here? Does anyone laugh That's at something? True. You know? Yeah. And just it's just it's an offence if you say a certain thing, and and it's not offensive because the person you look at their heart, you look at uh, these things, you look at people, and you say. I want to think about good things about this person, not, wow, wow, they've offended me. Yeah. Oh, they're putting me down. No, no, no. Australian people, that's why we had to learn all over again. And so that we could bring a form of healing, but only as the Lord taught us, trained mm-hmm. us yeah. to be able to minister in a different way.
0: Yep.
2: We're going to go on a short break because Dr. Robin is already starting this ball rolling. And we're going to come in hot off the press to give you more details of tonight's topic. So don't go too far. We'll be right back. Cody loves <laughs> these little whisper jingles. I enjoy them. I thoroughly yeah.
3: enjoy them. It's quite hilarious. I must give it to Someone you. Someone needs to write a song that says, we're well, sorry, New York.
2: Just to catch our Spotify um, people up, we were just kind of portaling with the portals live, people. Um, just kind of about what some people wrote in, what it, what does it mean uh, when you come home? Yeah, what does, does that, coming home mean to what them? What does coming home mean To them, and you can ask yourself that um, because it's we've established that a lot of people see it differently but also uniquely to them, and the Lord knows how to touch our hearts individually on what that means for me. I think personally, I I definitely, um, when we were talking about just the, the leaving. Your st- your stuff behind, your culture behind, leaving things behind.
1: Not so much leaving it behind, but and not making it uh, uh, that important that uh, God can't make it blend into where He's sending you or bringing you.
2: That part <laughs> that we were reading from your book that you wrote, Pastor Robin, mm-hmm. I think that's the essential for me is coming home, is letting go the mistrust for the trust. Yeah, that's and, good. Um, Jam yourself. You
0: yep,
2: you <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That was the Lord. Um, but, yeah, that's, you know, what it meant for me because my home home experience with this body has been, you know, I left my family. So, you know, I was definitely by myself. <laughs> there was no, you know, no one to rely on and to have leaders to step in to be a, a family genuinely without holding back, without, you know, even looking you know, behind me, in other words. I'm like, oh, well, i got to love you from a distance um, because of X, Y, Z. To be embraced fully um, helped me break down a lot of barriers with trust, a lot of barriers. So for, you know, the Lord knew specifically for me that's what that took to feel home.
3: That's good.
1: I think that uh, I'd like to add to that, and this is a bit of an eye-opener. If we had embraced this as God wanted us to, I don't think we'd be having so many problems right now. You know, segregation between the black church and the white church because, uh, you know, uh, and and always being encouraged to do that, Mm -hmm. uh, that's brought problems. That's brought problems. Jesus said it, didn't he? He just said, no, 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 I'm just not gonna go over there because uh, they're doing
0: me. Right.
1: And he did not. He said it was based on faith.
0: Mm. It
1: wasn't based on other things. It was based on faith. Yeah. How much do you believe?
3: Ask the people who are commenting in the chat. I'm sorry, New York.
2: Yes, if you do that... We Wonderful. also that's what say we were sorry. talking about yes. too. Sorry, listeners on Spotify. One of the other things we were talking about is just, you know, accepting the fact that New York, you can't rest in New York. You can't settle in New York. You always touch and go. You get your dream and you move. Uh just your example, Passionate, when you first originally came here, people say you get trained in New York and then you go get your career in LA. You know we are reestablishing, redefining because if this is God's move for you to be here, then you are to stay here.
3: That's right.
2: I, I Which, don't.
1: Um, I'm. I'm so glad. I you know that I didn't go to Los Angeles because when yeah. I came here, the Lord gave me a word and He said uh, New York is going to be the one on the map. Mm. It's not going to come from Los Angeles, and I'm not putting Los excuse me, Los Angeles down, Mm -hmm. but there's so many gimmicks in Los Angeles in the arts world, so many gimmicks and it's just got to come down now to the gifting, Mm. the gifting that's been given, not trying to do a gimmick Mm. and it goes for church too,
2: stop the gimmicks. I got my prophetic leggings from L.A., just so you know. Well,
1: you, you should put holes in
4: them. <laughs> are they still for sale? Pastor Tony, where do you get your prophetic leggings from?
1: I didn't mean to Singapore. bring that one up. Singapore. <laughs>
4: Singapore. <laughs> wow. Got
3: them
1: from Singapore.
3: Oh, geez. Oh, they'd be wow. cheap, they. <laughs> Oh, wow. You. And that applies, yes. obviously, because we are called to New York. Yeah. The Lord has you know transitioned our hearts here. But for the listeners that are called where you're called, Stop trying to evacuate, you know, every time you see an emergency Mm. because um, if you try to evacuate, you won't be the one to weather the storm because you're not there. So, you know, your heart's got to be where God's called you. If you're called to Australia, you're watching this, ask the Lord to fully establish your heart. Glean from obviously us in this place as resources, but you've got to ask the Lord where you've called me that's the best place for me you know i had to really establish that coming to new york city leaving sydney australia and what i had thought was you know my normal life and then exchanging it for a new normal god's normal um, There's no I really such had to ask word. the lord yeah the what my normal the lord what the lord had for me mm-hmm. and the lord really just had to sow my heart into this city and Really, really plant me here, because tonight we're talking about being planted. You know, coming home. And Pastor Tony is going to talk now about the importance of being planted and that how that positions you to hear God's voice. Shania, you can't hear God's voice if you're not planted. No. Pastor Tony, take us there. No.
4: Well, tonight um, we had a home uh, welcome home uh, service, a combined service. And what we do customarily in our welcome home service is we we welcome as uh, full full members those new members of the church who've joined us over the last six months or so. So it was it was a blessed evening. We had quite a few new members that have you know joined the team and, and joined the vision. But um, when it was my, um, my my opportunity to share a little bit about. How to encourage these new members? Um, I was explaining that Dr. Robin and myself, as senior the senior ministry team, our objective is to um, train up the next generation of leaders. Yeah. And so, because we are growing quite significantly, right? Um, we can't, you know, expect to have that small church mentality stay with us as we grow. The big fear with our members is, and this happens in a lot of churches that grow, um, is that the personal touch will get lost as you grow numerically. And it doesn't have to be so. So we were explaining how with the right trained leaders, we can still have that person-to-person, you know, showing Jesus to be real relevant and relational so the relational part of Jesus is 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 activated by shepherds being hands on with the sheep okay mm-hmm. whether they're men or women the shepherds and shepherdesses in the body of Christ and as long as they're got their you know their hearts and their hands on with the sheep then no one falls through the cracks mm-hmm. a lot of mega churches get a lot of leakage of members because they fall through the cracks. They're not getting the personalized attention that they need to help them mature into a secure and another reproducing saint. Mm -hmm. So the key for that transition is we go from... I mentioned that Pastor and I can assist people with learning how to hear God's voice... Mm But we cannot help you with obeying God's voice. Mm. This is the big one. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Wow.
2: Like, once like, wow.
4: you've been trained to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, and I say this with great conviction, once you've heard the Holy Spirit and not do what he has revealed to you, this is not good. That's immaturity. Oh, that geez. is not coming home.
1: And so then he has to make sure that you're your heart is aligned with his will in this. Mm. And so, uh, like I added to it, uh, I went on a bit of a journey when uh, the Lord started revealing this is the plan. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, your eyes are looking and you're seeing and you say, uh, well, I want to be here, you know, Africa, India, Indonesia. Philippines, you know, places that you can see with your eyes having needs mm-hmm. straight away. Mm-hmm. They have needs, and so, you know, and you so you you put it before the Lord. And the Lord, it's like, uh, you sure you know what you're doing? Lord? Right. And that's what we do say when we when we sort of wrestle with this. Are you sure you know what you're doing? And so. You know, that's what happened. And one of the things that the Lord brought through to me was he had to establish this, stamp this in my heart so that when I finally got it, he said, uh, uh, you know, four years praying for this city now. Four years of praying for the city. I'm not going to let you go out there and, and start something and build something quickly. And, and he said, You're going to spend time in your bathroom in intercession praying for the city. Mm. And so he let me hear the, the heart of the city crying. I, I thought it was someone getting hurt. You know, I was waiting Mm -hmm. to go into my apartment. I thought someone was being hurt. I heard this cry. I naturally thought someone was in trouble. I asked uh, my husband and my son if we should get the police or do something. They looked. Nothing was there. And then I could still hear the cry the moment I sat down again. And uh, the Lord had to turn to me and say, "Uh -uh." this is the cry of the city. This is why you're here, right? Wow. And so you know, wow. I then knew <laughs> I got to pay the price for hearing his voice, yeah. And that is four years praying for the land before he released us.
3: Yeah. And I think Shania, when you, when Pastor Tony is talking about, I think God gives us an opportunity to grow into. Recognizing his voice Mm -hmm. and we talk about the expiration date, you know, from the last portal of filling the void and then, you know, eyes open has to be the one that we embrace and eyes closed has to go. Yeah. And I was listening to the segment that where we talked about the expiration date. And I think well I'm understanding from the Holy Spirit in my relationship with him, he wants me to seek out his voice. And that earnest, like, you know, zeal to hear him clearly for myself. Mm -hmm. But then I do believe that the Lord, when you hear him and you don't act upon what you hear, that's when he begins to speak and it's not optional. Mm -hmm. And that's when I believe he begins to speak through leaders. He begins to speak through circumstance. He begins to speak through the things around you. Mm God will never leave you in a void of not knowing what his will is. Come on. That's right. And I think we have to really establish that. He never leaves us yes. without knowing what his will is. And some people are like, you know, well, I'm seeking the Lord for this, but I haven't oh, heard. On. I haven't heard. And my, my admonition to them is keep seeking. But it, Keep it, seeking. It's
1: like a vision. You've got to see it like this. It's like he's aligning you. He has to align you for walking through the door and not off-centre. We would walk off-centre and try to get through a door. And if you try to walk like that through a doorway and you're not centred in the middle going through, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hit your, your, your hip. You've heard about the hip hitting, haven't you? It's in the Bible, Jacob. you know, mm-hmm. wrestling. So you have to... Aligning to the centre. And once you align to the centre, then you can walk through. But half the time we don't want to be aligned to the centre. So we have to get to that place. And so we learned a very valuable lesson in praying. Now we know we have seeded this ground for four years. So we're watching the seeds grow and watching the harvest that's coming in because God has an elect group of people to come in to start helping us to change the atmosphere. You know, one time a pastor, a, a very important preacher, when he heard that uh, we were going to New York, uh, made a statement. This is a, a very, very gifted man. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, well, I'm glad it's you. Uh, and my comment was, you, you're prophesying over me and you're going to say that? And he, he said, and so I said, so-and-so, because I won't tell you who it is, because we don't want to bring his character down. And, and I said, so what do you mean you're glad that it's us? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, don't you know that New York is a graveyard for preachers? Mm. I was shook back by that, shocked. And well,
3: he turns I, graves into gardens.
1: Yes. And so I turned around and said, when we do what God wants to do, be assured you're coming there too. Oh,
3: no. not here in the do. You got to hear, you got to do. So, graveyards into gardens. A.
1: So we'll get to mm. smell the roses and pick them.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a great segue to the next break. Go find a rose and pick it. Oh. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back.
1: It's very funny. It's, but roses are supposed to be for graves.
0: Yeah,
2: oh, my Lord. <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean it. <laughs> Just Is it, though? Really? Oh, because well, it's because of Yeah, I think we'll take, I don't know. I got to ask. Uh, Nathan, yeah. if we'll take a quick excuse offline me, break. Excuse me, you're not supposed to talk to <laughs> while we're live. Right, yes, we are. We're still live. Thanks, Ask audience, me member. No, she's, she's encouraging us. Yes. She's saying...
3: This is what the Lord has been talking Thanks, about. Thanks, audience. Can we have security? Security, <laughs> please. Security. <laughs> security. <laughs> she to needs to go.
2: Needs got, to no. go. Now, we're taking a quick break off our portals live. We'll we're going to take two a quick break. break. Two minutes. Yeah, we're
4: we'll have, be we back. have a security issue. We have to get offline. and We're going we to deal problem with out. this. We're <laughs> going to be
3: encouraged by what yes. Christine is saying because the Lord just lit something in her heart with what yes. we were saying. Amen. But we'll see you in two minutes. We'll be back and we'll answer some questions. Okay. God bless. Me.
5: Torque New York presents the official launch of Torque TV. A brand new way to watch Torque New York anytime, anywhere. Get 24-7 access to unlimited shows, classes, seminars, and more. View your content on your favorite device commercial-free. Access exclusive shows, seminars, and more. And with new content added monthly, you'll always have something fresh and inspiring and challenging to watch. Even tune into our live classes from the School of Apostles and Prophets in NYC. Choose the subscription option that suits you. Sign up today by visiting tv.org and click the watch now button. Torque TV. Equip, inspire, mature.
4: We blow your mind.
3: Is that yeah. the Holy Spirit wind version? Exactly.
4: Wow. Anyway, before the break, uh, we're just going to make up some um, grease time for Dr. Robin. Um, We were talking about how uh, we (laughs) we come home, hopefully. He said grease (laughs) time. Grease time.
3: I thought he said grease time. And I'm looking at her eating this greasy chicken. Sorry, continue. Um,
4: coming home, and we we were discussing that uh, there's many aspects of coming home, but the one that we dealt with at our welcome home um, uh, ceremony tonight is out of Hebrews chapter four, verse seven. Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your heart. So why is, the, why is the Apostle writing these things? He's quoting the Psalms. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. So number one, he's declaring without dispute, you can hear his voice. If you will hear his voice. This is a choice. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. This is a choice, right? And Jesus said, clearly, my sheep hear my voice. Now... On that statement alone you you can you, we can we can discern the split in Christianity. There are at least 50% of the Christian church doesn't believe you can hear the voice of Jesus. Oh. So right there the devil's got the advantage. Mm. Oh. Cuz if you don't believe you can hear the spirit's voice, you are at a very very bad disadvantage oh, against the kingdom Jesus. of darkness. And then those, those of us who believe we can hear the voice of the Lord Jesus, it is upon us not just to hear, that's the first step, but not to harden our hearts, okay? Sorry, because the Israelites heard God speak from the mountain, but they hardened their hearts. They didn't believe that what He was promising, He was capable of doing, ah. okay? Now remember unbelief hardens the believer's oh, heart breathe it out
2: oh my god you just baby burp okay. my chicken i can't
4: unbelief will harden your heart doubt will not harden your heart mm. this is a point this important. is an important point yeah. yeah doubt is when your faith is weak or when your faith is being tested you yeah, have whiny. some doubts Unbelief is when there is no faith at all. Okay? And so what does that mean? Faith starts with hearing God. Mm. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Rema Word of God. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if we are getting the Rima and not taking the next step into obeying the Rima, we're hardening our heart towards God, and so you haven't fully come home yep. until you've heard and obeyed. Hallelujah! That's the way I understand yeah. this passage of Scripture out of Hebrews chapter four, verse seven. And it's I funny mean, because
3: uh, carrying on from what I quoted tonight, in you know a tree that is planted, we keep talking about that, and in Psalms one we take that verse. And it says, you know, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight but is in delight the law of is the in Lord. in the
4: law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and, and night. And then he says, in He shall be a, plea, a tree. Yeah,
3: tree planted by the streams of living water, which yields fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither, yeah, yeah. whatever they do prospers. And so when I read this scripture, I want to dissect it a little bit. That, that being planted, a, like a tree planted by streams of living water, that means the roots go down deep, so much so that it can soak up the nourishment coming from that river of living water. And so when you choose to be planted in what God has called you to do, where He's called you to be, there's some time that it takes for the roots to be established, but you've got to understand the roots are going beyond surface level. -hmm. And so that takes time. The next step is you yield fruit in season. We gotta stop thinking, oh, because I don't see fruit straight away, nothing's happening. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the stuff that is going on is going on underground. Yeah. There's a churning, there's a there's a, a work taking place in the heart. God is healing, he's filling voids, he's emptying spaces, he's filling spaces. And then it says, whose leaf does not wither. And so the leaf obviously is the byproduct of the tree where the fruit comes from. It's Mm -hmm. an extension. Mm -hmm. So when we are planted, Shania, um, the things that we touch, the things that we put our hands on, the things that we apply ourselves as an extension of ourselves to Mm -hmm. will not wither away. Mm -hmm. They will not be temporary. People that aren't planted, they go from place to place to place to place. They can never finish what they start. And things that they touch wither away very quickly. Yeah, because there's no rooting in the soil. So good. There's no nutrients coming up through the root system, able to go out into the you know the stemming of the leaves and the branches. Mm. And last thing it says, whatever they do, prospers. Mm -hmm. So I I believe that the Lord takes planting very, very serious. He takes commitment to his house very, very serious. Now, now let's transition out of the welcome home service to coming home to what God's calling you to do, mm-hmm. where he's calling you to be, where he's calling you to go. When you are planted in that, when you put roots down in that word and you say, that's it, I'm not being shaken, I'm not being moved, mm-hmm. I'm going to gain nourishment from this word alone. There's something that that does. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us, sometimes we want to be planted in the Word and where God's called us, but then when the fire turns up, we mm-hmm. decide to uproot the roots because it's either too much or did I hear God? We start questioning, you know, did I hear right? Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this isn't the plan. Maybe it's too much. Yeah. And so that's not being planted. Mm-hmm. That means your roots have not gone down deep enough. And so God has to spend more time, Putting those roots deep into the ground so that you can't be shaken. Wow. You know, I think you said last week um, somebody that is ruled by their emotions is like an unwalled city. city. Yeah.
0: Wow.
3: Anything can get in and mm-hmm. everything goes out. Oh my God. Say that one more again. One like, again. so, <laughs> unwalled city. I know I felt like that sometimes when I'm ruled by emotion, my emotions. I, I let anything in and I blurt and just shoot everything Bye. out. You know, the gates are not closed, they are wide open. Right. And Dr. Robbins coming back in to join us. Yes. Hallelujah. So being planted is so powerful, and the enemy let me say this, is scared of it. The enemy is scared of commitment in the body of Christ. Yep. Because if there's one thing that Satan can't handle, its consistency.
2: Oh my gosh. please. Oh my gosh. You know, I was just listening to a testimony. Um, and he has a familiar testimony about when he was in a demonic. And if I may share, you know, he would say that like his biggest joy was to send things out, witchcraft out to Christians yes. that weren't planted, yes. that either doubted God somewhere or wasn't serious about it. And he was able to get through. But to an established Christian, he was not able to get through with anything. Even, he said the devil himself showed up and said, you know, their God said we had to stop
3: like, wow. Yeah, I think I know who the person yes, talking about
2: yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. So it's just like, it just shows you the importance of what yeah. you said. But even down to the the start and stopping moment about that, it was just so eye-opening because we think, again, from the Christian that is planted, that we can't be like that with our dreams and our desires and things that the Lord had originally said, Whether like you said, we add and take away from what he said Or we play what he said or don't take it literal as um, we've been saying about the, we said about the Jenner's record about taking his word literal. Um, And we've been talking mainly about his promises, taking that really literal so those roots can go in deeper than just our own understanding or, you know, the surface level of his love and such. But yeah.
3: And I think planted has to start in the heart. It's not about location. Mm -hmm. When you're planted in what God is calling you to do, who is calling you to be in your heart, and you're sold out 110% for that word, God can put you anywhere. Yeah. You know, that's why he was able to move us from Sydney, Australia to New York City, because in our heart, we were planted to do the will of the Lord no matter what. Even if it took us to Timbuktu, you know, or Siberia, thank God it did not. But you know what I'm saying? Because that's not what we were called to do. But I think there's an important thing where we look at environment, we look at location to try and determine our commitment. Mm. And Mm -hmm. we've got to be in it to win it. I'm breathing it out. Like Pastor says, we've got to say, Lord, I'll do your will no matter what. And then he'll reveal his will and not wait for him to reveal it and then be like, okay, I'll choose if I want to do it or not. I know Pastor Tony wanted to add something.
4: Uh, just on the topic of uh, planting and replanting, uh, recently uh, we moved We moved house mm-hmm. and Pastor wanted me to sort of uh, extend part of the backyard a little bit, which meant moving a, a middle-sized tree. And this tree had been maybe eight years old in the ground. Mm-hmm. And so I had to dig around the root system deep enough so that I could bring up enough soil to keep the root moist. Otherwise, any exposed root would dry as you take it out of the ground and create a shock to the system. Mm -hmm. Usually trees die when you uproot them and you don't do it properly. Mm. And people sometimes will pay thousands of dollars to transport like a palm tree, you know, or a fruit tree from one location to another because you've got to dig up quite a bit uh, amount of the soil in order not to shock the tree. Well, in the middle of me digging this tree out and trying to relocate it, it started to rain Mm. and I was only halfway through digging the root system out and so when I came back, some of the rain had washed the soil off the roots and it took me about three hours to replant it. So I watered it every day, but nevertheless, one half of that tree completely died. Wow. And I was only moving it three or four metres from its original spot. Mm-hmm. And it was only exposed for no more than half an hour to an hour. And if that happens in the natural, <laughs> right? Now, why, why do we say this? You know, if, if, if you get a tree and you're constantly uprooting it, uprooting oh. it and not even digging around the soil to make sure there's no shock, some of these believers that are jumping from one church to another are doing more damage to themselves than they are these churches that they're visiting. Mm. Can I
3: add, let's change the dynamic. Not just jumping from church, jumping from word to word oh to word. My jumping gosh. from revelation to revelation to oh revelation. Jumping gosh. from Rima to Rima to Rima. Do
1: you mean shopping?
3: Yeah. Oh. You don't just shop for church. You can shop for prophecy. You can yeah. shop for Rima. You can shop for revelation. You so can shop for
4: relationship. I, I just want to balance that because obviously there are times when the Lord permits a saint to move from one fellowship or church to another church, whether it's for missionary reasons or... For the kingdom's sake. For for the kingdom's sake. But it's done in such a way that it's delicate. It's it's a group effort. They don't just not turn up. This is what we found to be very dangerous. You Mm. go to a ministry for a number of years and then you decide, well, I'm leaving now because... I'm not getting what I think I need, or something has now, you know, um, dangled a bit of a temptation, and you're following that. There's nothing. We're not judging. We're saying there's a way to to properly move from one commitment to another with minimal amount of shock, both on the church you're leaving and on you as 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 that tree that's now being uprooted and going somewhere else. Mm-hmm because I'm telling you, the Lord, I believe personally, the Lord has a predestined number for each church. Mm. If everybody heard where God wanted them planted and stayed there until He released them, that we would have such a strong Christian body all over the world. Yeah. Mm. Okay? Because look, it takes from six to 12 months just to settle into a church. Yeah. It doesn't take a few days or a few weeks, six to 12 months to discover what this church is going to give you as an opportunity in your call and in your gifting and in your maturing process. Yeah. And then another 12 months on top of that for you develop, to develop relationships with people that you trust mm-hmm. and to get free. This is what we call the, you go from discovery to recovery Mm -hmm. because everybody brings baggage into church, all right? And if you stay committed long enough, you'll go from recovery to the church leadership planting you or placing you in a position where you now have responsibility. Mm -hmm. You are now responsible for yourself and others. And then um, I know we've had this portal before, but once you've found your placement and then again another year or so to mature that placement, And then finally, you'll start reproducing yourself in others. And that's the fifth uh, step to the process we call that reproduction, reproduction of yourself. And that's how you build a healthy, large ministry.
1: But okay that's all dependent on how quickly you grow on how quickly because you grow we don't and how want quickly
4: you obey the voice of yeah. the Lord
1: uh, but we don't want people to think a year a year yeah a no, there's year. No, there's, no, no there's no this time there's no time limit but you're giving a, an idea and but i think the more important thing is the five steps yeah not the timing but the five steps and uh, i don't think that has ever been taught in the church people are expected to join the church and jump straight into service
4: yeah. no that's not healthy we normally tell people soak for a little while receive mm. see how the Holy Spirit's you know moving on your heart um, discover the love of Jesus all over again and his gifts and callings all right. and then we'll go from there right
2: If you want to find more information on these steps, we have it on that portal from August 7, 2019. There you go. The Welcome Home. We did another Welcome Home. Yes, Yes, we did. And we talked about these steps too.
1: Welcome Home, but this time he's calling us home. Yes,
3: so this this is is a different part.
1: He's calling us home because... not
3: choosing if you're coming home.
1: Because time is short. That's why he's calling us home. Because, uh, you know... You want your loved ones to be around you. Amen. And he's calling us home. And so this is, this is the thing. And, and, of course, we talk about what, the way you've come at it. But as I presented it, I, I just feel it's a challenge tonight that coming home means whoever you are, you're going to be living next to that person in heaven. So uh, maybe you need to get this reality once and for all. It's not based on colour, creed, culture, uh, you know, any of that. It's just based on
2: who you love. Jesus. Amen to that. We're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back. Amen.
3: Hi, Church. Pastor Nathan here. I would like to officially invite you to SRA exposing the lie. And what I'm about to talk about is very sensitive, but needs to be addressed. Satanic ritual abuse, otherwise known as SRA, is not the most popular topic to talk about at church. But that is exactly why we need to talk about it. SRA is part of the devil's end time plan to wound generations of people and gain control of their minds. Many believers have probably thought to themselves, is this stuff for real? Does this type of abuse really happen? Or is this all just a conspiracy? Well, the answer is yes. This is very real. There are many people who have been hurt and affected by this kind of sacrificial abuse, and they are living among us today. But it's all kept in the dark. To quote from the Satanic Code itself, the guarantee of our tomorrow is convincing the world that we do not exist. Wow. Church, we have to wake up and take responsibility and authority. For far too long we have turned a blind eye to the darkness and said, it's too much to handle. But God is asking us to respond like Isaiah and say, send me, Lord, I'll go. This conference is an educational and equipping tool with an aim to arm the body of Christ and make her aware of the enemy's devices in this time and hour. Furthermore, we are now facing the fact that Satan doesn't want to hide in the dark anymore. He wants to be accepted as light and he wants to change the narrative of what truth really is. In this powerful three-day conference, we are going to expose the lie and the work of the enemy through satanic ritual abuse. Particularly, we are going to uncover the role that the church has played in turning a blind eye for so many years, as well as actively being involved in these activities through secret societies and groups. We will hear testimonies of survivors, both believers and non-believers alike, who have been born or brought into covens through generations and have made it out and are now sharing their stories. We will hear from experts and speakers that have spent over 20 years working with victims of SRA and investigating perpetrators and the people involved. We will also discuss the ultimate agenda of SRA and what its purpose is in being set up for the end times. Finally, we are going to discuss what healing for these victims looks like through freedom, healing, and wholeness. How we can partner with them to see them totally set free and have all of their soul and mind restored to them. Dr. Robin is going to lead us through what our mandate as the church is to help those coming out of SRA and to reveal the Lord Jesus Christ to them, not as an imposter, but as their comforter, healer, and saviour. This is not a conference for the faint of heart but we encourage you to take up the call and let God use you and equip you to be a light in the darkness. The conference takes place Friday, October 2nd at 7.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to Sunday, October 4th at 3.30 p.m. More information and all the details can be found at talk.org. This is totally free admission, and so therefore we encourage you to take and invite as many people as you can so that we can make the body of Christ aware and armed. You can register at talk.org via the Talk app, or if you're not able to attend in person, watch it live via talktv.org. Let's open our eyes and stand in truth and the fear of the Lord so that when he asks us on that day, what did you do? We can confidently say we were a part of the solution and not the problem. And to our Portals Live family, we are now going to ask you to post your questions. So our team is going to post the question box. What do you want to ask about coming home tonight that you need to have more clarity on, more understanding? You know, it's funny, you were talking about, Pastor Tony, those people that come and they're like, well, I think I'm going to move on now. You know, I think like, you know, I've got all I can get. Um, that shows me their heart was the always consumers. to get. Yeah, yeah. consumers. Um, in the Old Testament, you never went to the tabernacle to get. No, you You went, could only you enter if you were brought an offering.
4: No one is to present themselves before me empty-handed, Ended. the Lord said. So
3: the economy of God, you don't get and then determine what you give from getting. No, you give. You give and that determines what you get. Mm. And You're I think if nice I could so. say that again, I think people need to hear that. You don't get to determine what you give. You give, and that determines what what you get get. in the economy of the kingdom. Because Jesus said, the first shall be last. The last shall be first. You can sit at the head of the table. You're going to sit at the the end of the table. Those that sit at the end of the table come to the head of the table. You know what I'm saying? So the economy and the dynamic of the kingdom is very, very different. When I hear people saying, well, you know, that church just didn't do it for me. Like, you know, well, I didn't think that you were there to, you know, be entertained or didn't think that you were there to get something. You're there to give. First give to the Lord and then give to the house of God and then give to the people of God. And as a result of giving, you'll get the fullness of God.
1: And I think that's because culture of church has been give out, take first and then give what you don't need up to God.
3: Oh, say that.
1: Do you want to hit that, baby?
3: Say that again, please. I, just, I had a mic drop. It.
1: <laughs> I just think the culture of the church has been and needs drop. to be and needs to be retrained. The culture of the church needs to be retrained because it's always give out or get out, and then what's what you've got
4: left or what you want
1: to give, then you can give to God. It's not going to work. Wow. It's
4: not going to work. It's not. I've, um, look, Pastor and I, obviously, we've been in ministry many, many years, right? Um, We've experienced, you know, counselling with people who are in a church and they've been there a long, long time, but the church, unfortunately, is not, alive like it should be, uh, in in a sense to feed them spiritually, and they remain faithful. They stay there thinking that through their prayers and through their intercessions that God is going to transform that church and bring it back to life again. Now there are instances where that happens but again, Pastor and I through our experiences with people thousands of people all over the world yep. we found that it's very, very rare when you're in a church where the Spirit isn't governing the church and there are, you know, like fivefold ministry is there and not any of that but there's a demonstration of the Spirit and power. Yeah. Right? Now that we often encourage people to always be faithful, but at the end of the day, if you're not getting fed correctly and you're not sensing spiritual growth, then you have to reassess whether you need to be replanted. Mm. And it's a very delicate subject because most of, the, most of the issues we've dealt with as pastors is people who want to replant too frivolously. Mm-hmm. But you also have the opposite, where they're so faithful, they're so dedicated to the ministers, yeah. they, will, they will go down with the ship, but unfortunately they're going to go down with it. Right. And so you have to be prayerful about all these things, all right? You have to hear the Holy Spirit, mm. because whether you're a dedicated saint or whether you feel like you're afraid of dedication, whatever move you make has to be slow, not quick. Say this, you know, like someone who's planning on a possible replant needs to go up to the pastors and be straight up front. Pastor, I'm just letting you know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm questioning. These are the things going into my mind. I'm just letting you know that this is what I'm contemplating. Rather than, oh, here's my letter of resignation. Your you letter of rebellion. You won't see me again. <laughs> Uh, you see, uh, you There's a godly it. way of doing it. It's my letter of right? rebellion. I mean resignation.
1: <laughs> I think um, that um, yes, that has merit in what it's saying, but it also depends uh, what the pastor does with it. Yep. You see, because the pastor usually takes it to heart. Okay, and um, I've learned that over experience. Just don't take it inwards to heart. Take it upwards. So, um, you know, I know what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with an enemy's work in the ear or someone's hurting or something. So you take it up. And the Lord tells you how to deal with it. And then you give it to him and you leave it with him. And can I say I am watching people that might have entertained something like that at one time. And they'll come and say, you know, Pastor, at one time I felt like I was just going to go. I said, really? And they said, yeah, the enemy really was talking in my ear. And then uh, maybe a few months later, I said, yeah, I knew he was talking in your ear, so I was just praying for you. Um, But if you take it personal, take it personal immediately, the enemy's got the ground that he needs to keep feeding those thoughts. I wanted to bring something else out to do with this and... A great example is uh, about what does it mean coming home? Well, uh, let's look at the word home. That's a very important word for a Christian. Home. Mm -hmm. You see, God knows a lot of people haven't had proper home. And for him to turn around and say, you know, you're my children. I want you to come home. Mm. That is just, wow. That yeah. just that defeats the enemy. Wow. He doesn't have any power so to healing. say you're rejected. Yeah. You, it's such a healing statement.
3: He gives the true meaning of home. Ah,
1: true meaning of home. Because their past
3: narrative of home could be affected through trauma and all kinds of things.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, the example of uh, this is another example of being very careful you know, in um, colonisation for whatever purpose and for whatever reason, uh, we can look at uh, Abraham and we can look at Lot, his nephew, and uh, Abraham gets to know a God for himself. Mm -hmm. Not his father's God, because his father's God was not God. Mm No. It was a God, but it was not God. God, yeah. And so therefore, the Lord wanted to call his son home. Mm. Home on wow. a journey to wow. find where his home is. Wow. You see? But Abraham, pastor, he just decides, you know, uh, you know, let's take them all. The whole family needs to go on this journey. But God wasn't calling the whole family yeah. on the journey. And so... The attitude can be, you know, because let's colonize this. Let's make this a colony. And so we know the effects of all that. Did Lot stay saved? There's a question.
3: Well, I'm not sure because when he didn't (laughs) stay under the grace of God, I mean, he gave birth to the two... That's right. His two children that became the most, you know, thorn in the side of the Israelites, the Moab's, the Moabites, and the, um, I think it was the, um, Ammonites, Ammon and, and Moab. And yeah. my comments, and
1: my statement was: Was God capable mm. of meeting Lot where he was? Uh. Could he not be God to, to Lot? The same God, oh my gosh. he introduced himself We're to Abraham. It. He introduced himself to Abraham. Could he not introduce himself to Lot?
3: Oh, Jesus.
1: That will make us think. Because I believe colonization is very much involved with panic. Oh. I don't want him to miss out. Oh, my gosh. Promise you yeah. before the Lord, I promise you before the Lord, they will not miss out.
3: Yeah. Just when you do that… Tom, pick up your own call. When you do that, Pastor Robin, you're Ooh. always balancing out the Holy Spirit. You're going to hit that,
1: babe. Yes, I You're can.
3: telling the Holy Spirit. But well, what about this person? What about this person? Got to take them along on the journey. And the Holy Spirit's saying, yeah, but they're not ready to go along on oh, the journey. Oh, my gosh. Because… I haven't given them the revelation of home like I've given you that revelation. Yeah, You're ready to receive home. You're ready to receive that step. You know, and pastor talked about transitions and um, the Lord gave me this when he was talking about that. I think um, proper transition equals position. If you allow God to properly transition you, that becomes positioning. Mm. But if you don't allow God to properly transition you, you can't step into position you know, not just in a church, but in a previous, whatever He's transitioning you out of, there has to be a proper transition. It can't just be cut it off and, you know, unless right. the Lord's told you this is a dead thing, leave, move on. He, he guides you. We talked about how the Holy Spirit loves to guide us. Mm-hmm. You know, and I often start, um, ask the Lord when He says, my sheep hear my voice. Yeah. I said, Lord, why did You say sheep? Why didn't You say my people, my church? my loved ones, you know, my lambs, because sheep require guiding. Mm. Yeah, they follow it. And and it's not enough to just hear God's voice. As sheep, you have to have a shepherd that guides you towards the voice that you hear. Mm. And so I think that that's very important because a lot of us can get into this mentality where we do hear the Holy Spirit calling us home. And then from that, we don't get the guidance of what that really means and so we take everyone along for the journey Let's or go we really the ride. yeah or we really don't do what Pastor Tony said where we transition properly we make it personal and so we give our letters of rebellion i mean resignation you know what i'm saying <laughs> right. and we claim god we put the god stamp at the end i just believe god is calling me somewhere else right
1: and and that comes down to you have to mix everything with faith. What is not done in faith is sin to the Lord. So you need to mix that with faith. How can you mix that with faith when it's someone else's revelation you're grabbing onto? So, you just jump on the bandwagon and go for the ride. So, when the trouble starts to happen, and it will, because mm-hmm. faith gets tested, and when it starts to happen, are you going to stay on for the ride or are you going to jump off?
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going there. I just want to add something quickly um, about what you said of your transitioning here. And you leaving your family because what you just said. It Pastor wasn't Nate, easy. Yes, and what you just said, Pastor Nate, about taking people on the journey with you—the colonization of taking others on a journey that you're not—I remember. Called to take them. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember the Lord sharing that with me was when I was doing that to my family, trying yeah. to take them on this journey with me trying to, you know, really tell them about all the things I'm learning to try to convince them. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, you're robbing pat, me. Take a pat right. on the back. Yes, that. <laughs> you gotta call me out like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but it's, it's just like, he gracious was like, you're robbing me of the opportunity. Because what made you different than them, I called you out of those same circumstances you think that I'm not big enough to go back to them to pull them out I've just tried. as I did to you, yeah. And I just was like, oh my goodness. And after many also words from the pulpit, let go of your family. <laughs> but I really understood what that what he meant by doing that because now my family goes to church, and I'm not there to try to lead them. I'm not there to try to, you know, carry them on and all this other things. And it's so the Lord's doing, and you know, taking people out of their journey. It also robs you from getting rooted. And what the Lord is doing in you because you're so, I remember being so distracted with my family. It was like a survivor's guilt. I made it. Yeah. I'm saved. I'm oh, living I a, like a that happier life. Guilt. I'm living such a happy life. I just want it for you too. So just just come along. Just just see where yes. I'm going. But they can't even see where we're planted or be the Bible that we talk about. Be the Bible to these people because we're not really planted in it. It's like a distraction or the enemy try to use it as a distraction if he does. But it's like a distraction too for your own rooting. You, it's not solidified of all you're doing is pouring it back out. Like, look, wait, I got to go get more people. I got to go get more people. And then when it's like, okay, well, show me why this is a great thing. And then you can't tell them because it's not rooted. So
1: it's not talking to their head. Yeah. It talks to their heart. Right. But when you decide, you know, uh, in colonizing because you want family to come along or you want your culture to come along, it's a head thing. And you take it to wherever you're going and it's never mixed with faith. Mm. And we really need to see this. It's so important.
3: And you will colonise when you choose who you take along. Uh,
2: You know
3: what? That's the key. If I chose who I took along, I would take people that think like me. Mm -hmm. I would take people that act like me. Right. You will never grow. I would never grow because I would never be faced to, you know, uh, forced to face someone that's a challenging perspective that hasn't come from my background, that hasn't come from my experience, Chanae. that doesn't see the Lord that I see him, you know? The problem with colonisation to do with, like, history was that they made each place that they colonised a little mini country of that main country that's that was right. taking over. Mm-hmm. Rather than helping those countries to stand on their own two feet, yeah. they wanted to make them little mini-me's. Yeah. And, and that's think- what we do when we take people oh! along. yeah! Oh! That God is a, that? that God is calling. They don't end up becoming their own version of them. They become their version of you.
2: you. Oh my gosh! And wait, don't wait. Don't let the rejection start coming in because now they don't want to receive it. <laughs> and mean, you got to carry them. And now so you don't so, bought them through. You carrying so, them. And so and, and
1: so we come to America and we have this little colony. Ooh. And I'm not putting anyone down. You're not. Uh, but we have a colony of Italians, a colony of uh, the Lebs. We have a colony of uh, some other one and Jews. And, and you know, you, you've got to look at this. You've got to take a look at, at this. This is not what the Lord did when he was on this earth. He was not about building colonies of Judaism. Yep. He was not about building colonies of Greeks or or, or, uh, Romans. He was about building and propagating the kingdom of God and doing his father's business that he said, anyone, anyone who believes is a part of him, come home. That's what he said.
3: Wow. It's all right. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we right. We We did. forgot for to record day. the button, but it's all right. The Holy Spirit knows because we're recording it. We'll add it in. This yeah, is so it started powerful. going and I didn't want to yeah. interrupt no, it. No, this is it was good. This the is the, so powerful. we
1: didn't record we have it? We have it. Yeah. yeah.
3: We yeah. just oh, officially please. forgot to Put press it because we got so really into it. we're really
1: moving in by yeah, that's revelation what I like. yeah. uh.
3: tonight. I think that's the key with colonisation. I think people have really not seen it for what it is. Yeah. And I think when you become a person that has to take everybody along, that's a lot of work.
0: Because what happens when
3: their faith fails? They don't turn to God, they turn to you. Because you You were the reason that they came along in the first place. And now that weight is upon you. You know, like with Lot, he didn't didn't have that revelation for God to call him out like he called out Abraham. So it was easy for him to buckle and to think, well, if, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, and it was... Not that he looked back, his wife looked back, but, you know, I know they say that Lot was a righteous man, but I don't think his heart was fully convinced, you know, of what God was doing because, I mean, he tried to take his own son-in-laws along. Remember? When they came and they said, like, you know, this God's going to burn this city, Mm -hmm. you know, and he tried to go and proselytise his own family. Come on, son-in-laws, come. He told his daughters. They, They didn't want anything. He told his friends. They didn't want to hear any of it. So because it wasn't fully established this is the in key. him. This is the key. God revealed himself
1: to be the true God to Abram because he had a plan for him. You see, he didn't call Lot to be the father of nations. And he didn't call him, See, because Abram means exalted father. Now, he didn't have any children at that time. It was a major plan. It was a major plan put in to being through God. He saw where he was taking him and why he was taking him. You see? And we're part of that, that plan. But he didn't say to to Lot, you're a father. Actually, Abraham, Abraham at that time wanted Lot to be the stand-in for the son he didn't have, Mm -hmm. you see, when you stay to manipulate, you really start to manipulate because, and I I, got to say it, it's all from your heart, but it's not, it's always good intentions from the heart. Well, good intentions are not God. They're just good intentions.
2: I mean, that is so interesting, too, because, I mean, by the grace of God, I come from a very transparent family, I'll say that. (laughs) Um, And I had a family member, one that I kept sharing experiences with, like, yeah, let me tell you more about, you know, what I'm learning. And they literally told me that it made them feel like I was imposing on them. Yeah. And they literally asked me. It was like, "Can you just love me for where I am? Can yeah. you just accept the fact that I at least know God? Like, you know, That's I hear what you're start. saying. I you think, know, can you at least?" And I, I think was it like, "It
1: goes to can you let me discover oh. my journey and find out
4: Him?" So a couple of couple of examples. Obviously, Lot was taken by Abraham few reasons he he was his nephew mm-hmm. he felt obliged to look after him. look after his dead brother's son number 2 he could be an adopted son to abraham because sarah was already barren mm-hmm. so that that's possibilities as to why you know and it was a, it was a disaster from the start because lot was really a, a dragging anchor Yep. to the family. And eventually Those God people. had to separate them. Now, Lot was being deceived. Lot actually thought that his increase, his blessing, was because of something that he was doing that was good. Yep, but the moment is. he left Uncle Abraham, yep. things went south. Mm. Now, Peter the Apostle says that his righteous soul was vexed. Yeah. So Peter calls him righteous. Righteous. But only just.
1: But here's the thing. They couldn't even live in the same town. It was like, you choose one land and I'll choose the other. Come on, where? That was the
4: Lord. That was Uncle Abraham. I know,
1: I know. I know
4: know you're going to bring that out. But hang on, that was Uncle Abraham's decision. He didn't want to have a family split.
1: There we go. There
4: it And was. his uncle said, look, you, you pick a direction and I'll go in the other direction. So the key here... So we could stay in relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: and that's the key. What was done from the heart in the end was going to end up dividing the, dividing the
3: whole family. Ciao. And the Lord allowed the division to come because he needed his man to be separated. Yeah. And called yes. out. No. And so there is a... There is something that is gonna take place when you try to take people along and colonize and build little mini me, you know, experiences that you've had with others around you and you don't let the Lord call them home for themselves. There will be a godly war that takes place and the to get you separated.
1: Here, you know, mm. God is a very practical God, right? Practicalities. He's a very practical God. I wanna share something about pressure that was on me. You know, being a pastor, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know, the Lord giving me a flock here, there, and and also a church and giving me a school and everything. And and I was growing and my people were growing. And then um, something came into the equation. My yeah uh, you know, my adopted dad he he got saved. He got saved and everybody would rejoice and say that's incredible. Right. That's amazing. And of course, for the time it was, but then it was the microscope. So I couldn't be me. I couldn't be me. Oh. I couldn't be me, and I could see the wisdom of God to bring my father to another place to fellowship. <laughs> I could see that because, you know, at the time that he was with me, you know, the time he was with me, it was hard. It was, I'm being scrutinized. Uh, I can't. Uh, speak to my father like a um, like a leader. If I have to bring adjustment, where's the line drawn between respect? You know, and it, I I was so gracious. I thought it was so grateful. when It was so gracious of the Lord to keep him in the kingdom, but give him another flock.
2: I think that's the line too with the performance because, you know, like you said, we are, you know, the representation, whether we say it outwardly or whether someone blatantly knows we serve the Lord, they're looking at us. So when the Lord gives us that window to if it is his choice to minister to someone, they've been looking at that history to, to try to minister, use that as a ministry. So I feel like with family sometimes, we get stuck in performance trying to bring them along yeah. in areas that you know they're not supposed we're not supposed to be bringing them to
5: but
1: that's because god as i said very wise god yeah he knows your frame
0: mm-hmm.
1: he knows their frame mm-hmm. and sometimes those two frames don't work together in right. the kingdom of god you know and so you know and, and this is a form of colonization you're in a place Uh, You've been like together in one mind and supposedly in one heart. Then you get saved and then it's like, um, okay, we've always been together. We should do this together.
0: Mm.
1: No. Each person has their individual walk. You need to stop trying to build God's kingdom for him and let him build his kingdom through you.
3: Wow. Because what Pastor said about, you know, my pop, the enemy will always do that like she's in a leadership role and so every time she wants her leadership to be recognized, he quotes her, you know, her role as the daughter. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then every time she wants her daughter role to be recognized, he <laughs> quotes her the responsibility of leadership. The hat, yeah. And so that will happen mm-hmm. when we unfortunately bring people along that God... See, the key of this portal is come home. He's calling you. Yeah. Not calling them. them. Not calling those around you. He's calling you. And we talked at the start of the portal about the true coming home is when you're ready to leave what you formerly called home behind and not bring any part of it along with you. We talked about that in the portal where we left Egypt. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're
1: you're the Joseph. Mm. The Joseph that's got to go in to make a way Mm. rather than try to take them on the way. Mm. So you've got to... I don't know. Each person needs to seek to find. I'm here with a part of my family, and when it was prophesied all about this call, uh, Dr. Bill Hammond prophesied it over me, it was, uh, you will have one part of your family that will stand with you, but the other one, I've called them to another part of the vineyard. And it's like, when that was said to me, that was really hurtful in my in my in my emotions, yeah, and I, I was quite taken back by that. And I sort of, why God, why God, because this is my will. Mm-hmm. And so, after I uh, worked with it, I wouldn't have it any other way. Christine now come, and we look forward to her visiting us. Yeah, because uh, she could come and put her flavour in here which is wonderful. And as a mum, it's great for me to see family here. And now that my son Brooke has really found his faith and just I just get so excited to watch them in Sydney. It's like their dad is probably watching from heaven and just rejoicing that they're running this race and then I see a a, a grandson coming in and he's finding his way Elijah and then I see my granddaughter coming in and Kira and she's finding her way and then I have my little granddaughter who's Shania and she's up the front there and she's watching her daddy sing and she's dancing and she's getting freer and freer. And I, I have to say to the Lord, you know, I'm so glad you knew what was best. I'm glad. And I, I look forward to seeing our family together at certain times. I look, fa- I look forward to seeing this church sometimes be full of all my family. Yeah. I, I look forward to that. But I know we have calls. I know we have calls. And um, I can't walk their walk and they can't walk my walk. So I need to stop this attitude we all do in church, to stop the colonising, thinking, because it's, it's not what God wants. You might be Jewish and God put you in a black church. Amen.
3: Come on. You
1: Amen. might be a white person, oh, well, a light brown, I think, <laughs> light brown, you might be like,
4: just give me a look at your arm for a minute.
1: Oh, you're a bit darker than me, just a little bit darker.
4: Can we stay politically correct?
1: <laughs> no, this is my portrait.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so you might be, you might be that. But, and you say, well, what have we got in common, Jesus? That's what we're always going to have in common. So I've been in Africa and fitting in well, doing all the dances, dancing around on the mud. You know, do you remember? Eating the food, getting
3: down in the dirt.
1: And and on the mud um, stages and laying hands on people and seeing malaria healed on the spot. I've seen uh, things in, in Indonesia where people came to ask pastor, pastor, would you give me a new name? Give me a new name. That was and India. India. They came and asked us to baptize them with a new name mm. because they walked away from these gods and came and said, please give me a Christian name. Now, do you see? See what happened? It, They and... And us had something together. His name is Jesus. So whether it's India, whether it's Africa, Indonesia, England, same thing. We were there. Everywhere we went, this is what it's all about. We've got to break these mindsets and walls down that only my culture understands me. I'm sorry.
4: It's not We were true. calling him Bill <laughs> Jackson yes.
2: Yes. I remember we, when we were talking about this during the hard times that we were in, just after quarantine let up, when we revisited Portals. One of the thing we was kind of bringing out too is like, um, you know, looking at the individual, and not just the summary of what we know. Um, because everybody's story is different, everybody's story applies differently, every sin applies differently to someone else. There's levels to it, right? Um, and we were just saying, like, when you were saying the colonization, even with the mindsets, we have to be careful because in this climate, we have a lot of difference in opinion with a lot of people. Yeah. But, you know, being open to have dialogue, um, with those people that are In such difference in opinion You have to be careful because We can also get caught up in Like you said, that that mindset that wants To stay this way, we all agree To you know a certain extent But we can't alienate Those who don't agree because yeah. the Lord Could use us in those moments To do it, but what I've been Challenged with as well Even when I've been talking about it You know, through social media and things like that Is not developing the, what do you want to call it, like the statistics, the Rolodex, or like these same people are responding these ways. So th- I can yeah. expect this from these people. Don't and assume to, someone's response yes, because of
3: their background or their culture. Yes,
2: yes. It's so, an individual work. Right. Um, yeah, that's what I was just saying, you made me think about that. I think this is really important for the church because this
1: could spill over into healing the church for the church of Jesus Christ to come home.
4: Stop. This is good.
1: Stop <gasps> colonizing your own kingdom. Oh my gosh.
3: And this applies not just to like race, it applies to callings. Like Oh, definitely. Are you taking people along that <laughs> look like you're calling? Yeah. Are you only hanging with people that look like you're calling? Mm. Uh-huh. Do you think that they're the only people that get you? Well, yeah. if that's
1: the case, oh boy, gosh. are you going to get frustrated? Oh, my Lord. Because there'll be so much competition this trying to it. outcompete compete you.
3: Sometimes when you're with different people from different industries, you know different what? mountains, <laughs> it's a breath of fresh air because, like Pastor said, you ain't competing to prove that you're the, the, the top notch in the crowd. You know, there is a lot of stuff that the enemy throws. Yes, this is what and I'm And we trying. get so sidetracked by it. You know, like I'm called to the arts. Someone else is called to the arts. And then the war is, well, I'm called to the arts more than you are. Oh, well, this is my part of the vineyard. Or like, you know, right. or the businessman and then the other businessman. The Lord wants variety. He wants to mix things up. Like Liz said tonight, the unique version of you is what he's calling home. Yes. It's not the unique version of what your friends call you you know, what your past calls you, what your culture calls you, you. He knows your name. Pastor yeah. said that tonight when those names were coming up on the screen. He knows your name. Mm-hmm. Now your name, the one that he knows is probably not the one that you call yourself. It's true. It's probably a different name. It's a name that cuts to the core of who you are. So we need to ask the Lord when he calls us and he calls us by name, he's getting beyond the head. True. He's getting to the heart. And I love that pastor has brought this out. When he says, come home, I'm calling, that's for you first. Yeah, always for you. For you first. It has to be a reality for you. That's what tonight was about. Those members that took that step, they didn't do that just as a a whim. They've prayed about it. They've sought the Lord. I actually told people when they would come up to me in the past that were there on the stage tonight and they were, I wanna join. I'm like, take some time. They're like, wait, this is different. 'Cause usually it's like, you know, at a church. Oh, I want to join. Oh sure, here, sign up, mm-hmm. you know, be serving on a you know and I said, No. Keep coming, discover, take some time. Let the Lord write it on your heart for you. Yeah. And I that's why I'm confident yes. each person tonight, they are not going to be shooting stars. Oh. They're going to be a lasting star because they have had that revelation just like Abraham. I called you out. And here's the
1: key. When we sang that last song, The Blessing, there were names going up on that screen, not cultures. Names, names, names (laughs) were going up on that screen. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, uh, well, that's one of mine and that's one of mine. No, no, there was no separation, no division. Those names went up on the screen, and we had many nations come up on this stage tonight. Yeah. Many every nations. Every day, every day. So, did you have? We had hear Russians,
4: this? Italians, yeah. Lebanese, Australian, French. That's right. We did. Uh, Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, Dominican. Africans. African.
1: Literal Africans. Uh, and uh, Koreans. We Korean, had this. Chinese, Chinese, Chinese. Japanese. Come on.
4: Oh God is We wonderful. had Americans.
1: Both Americans? black and white. What's an American? We had both <laughs> black and white. I'm not ashamed of that. Black and white. They were and guess what? When you looked at the name, could you see
4: what culture they were from? Oh no. I ain't gonna go there, it's too soon. We might have we might have known only because we've met the people. But anyone who hasn't met the the person behind the name cannot yeah. tell how old they are or what culture they come from. That's true.
1: And that was amazing because that brought a reality to that person whose name was up there. Wow. There isn't difference. We all have one thing and that's Jesus. And he overrides. He literally overrides any other thing.
3: So... (laughs) <laughs> this is a big segment and we're going to be including it. I've got obviously in the portal.
0: Sorry.
3: We're going to take 2 minutes <laughs> yep. to have a yep. break. We're going to answer some questions and then we're going to move into our last segment which is prophetic friends. Yay.
2: Because Pastor Robin has
3: wrapped us up. Yes. With the clincher of tonight. Come home he's calling you, not your culture, not your people group, not your family. Not your family, not your nation, not your city, not your tribe. You'll find your tribe once you come home. First, for you. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll take a break, get ready to ask some questions, and get ready to go on a journey across the world with Pastor Tony. I don't know where we're going tonight. Maybe we'll go to Antarctica. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, oh no, you can't go there. It's forbidden. Nope. <laughs> you right. know
1: what? Get hang on for a minute. Christina <laughs> just about wiped my whole iPad out with these purple things. Are they claps?
3: They're crosses. Oh,
1: well, I haven't got my glasses seen properly. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you just put every part right She's along. She's like you
3: with the like button.
1: Yeah, she outdid me
3: tonight. Wow. Pastor sits there while Pastor Tony's preaching just does this.
1: <laughs> she just stares
3: at Zeke him. does it now because yes. he sees his nan do it so much. She just sits there, but he hits the angry face. Oh, and, wow. and
1: <laughs> you know, just talking quickly about uh, zeke Ziki, today, this is your son, three different children that God has given you in America. You know, they're Americans. That's fine. And we love it. And we let them embrace where they came from and not try to be something they should never be. They've got to be themselves. And so when we were coming to church tonight for this meeting, we were coming and uh, each one of us usually prays, you know. We all have our part to pray, in you know. it. Then we interpret the scriptures. And uh, then um, uh, Karen does the armor. I do the blood covering. One of the girls will read the scriptures and the... Um, what is it? The Old Testament. The other one will read the New Testament.
3: And Levi does the garments and, of praise. Yeah, and the garments of righteousness. Yeah,
1: he puts that on us, and he puts it on the whole church. And of course, you know, Karen, she puts on the rest of the armor. So we got this little boy called Ezekiel, and he's um, he doesn't quite know how to do all the talking, but the Lord said today. It, Ezekiel's got to have his turn. He's got to have his his turn. So when we did all that we were called to do, suddenly Ezekiel was going "Mm -hmm." And so I said, we've got to give Ezekiel his time to pray. So we all sat there in the car, and and I went, okay, Amen to what Ezekiel just said. Amen. Oh now, you see, do you understand? Each person gets the opportunity to be unique. Everyone in that car was unique. When you colonise, you are not you unique. Oh, my gosh. You get defined by a culture, not by a love of God. And he made you
0: unique.
2: Team, I need a break. We need a break. Please. Wow. (laughs) She going in. She's going in. Two minutes. And then Pastor Tony's getting
3: his shoes on for Prophetic Friends.
2: Yes, please. Prophetic friends. And we'll be back.
3: Wow.
5: Yep. After that segment, your mind is being blown. Well, wait till you listen to it again and again. Look, we know that you won't be able to get all these gems in one viewing. So you're going to need to watch it a couple more times to let it land. Head on over to TV.org to watch this portal and all the others, exclusively whenever you want, as many times as you want. This means gem after gem gets to blow your mind. We have unique subscription options that will suit you, so it's easy for anyone to watch. Torque TV hit that button, baby!
2: All right, guys, we have come back to the final round. <laughs> but um, hopefully you guys have been drawing, enjoying Portals thus far, and we hope that this really encouraged, you know, your why. You know, we in a season of why with the Lord. The why, it, the coming home is important to you, and that's the emphasis. So with that being said, we're going to, Answer some questions live for you guys as well from our portals live viewers that have submitted questions. We want to answer them because some of you may be asking these questions and share commonality in that way. But not colonizing which questions, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you yeah. can apply That's it. Good. You can apply, you know, get your portion, get your portion.
3: So I have just, like
2: just if we I gotta say
1: this one thing again, reiterate. When you colonize you're not unique. Right. And God made us unique. Don't lose that uniqueness by just becoming one of the bunch.
3: There it is. All right, yes. stand by. We're gonna do a thunder lightning round. I don't okay. Have a, a jingle for it. Yeah, I think we need like a like lightning bolt. All right. So we're just gonna give a brief explanation for each question, so we can get one in. All right. Christina says, um, please talk more on getting the portion of our salvation, specifically wholeness through fellowship with the body and out of isolation. Oh, that's a comment? Thank you for being. I'll go straight to the next one. Jackie says, when shaking is happening in a place you are called, how do you know if God wants you to stay or move on? Go ahead,
4: Pastor. Well, you've got to wait till the shaking's over and, and see, uh, you when know, When the what
1: dust is cleared.
4: When the dust is settled. you got to, yeah, you've got to wait for the dust to settle. There's going to be a lot of statements made that are not true. There's going to be a lot of things um, in the dark that are going to come to the light. And remember, if you heard God plant you there, you have to hear God pull you out. It's got nothing to do with circumstances, Okay.
1: Most of it is because you take it inward.
4: Okay. It's right? got nothing to do with what's going on. No. If God planted you there, it's good. you've got to wait for God to take you out. That's the only question.
1: And that's because you don't take it inward, you take, take it,
4: it up. upward. All you're doing is obeying God. Yeah. So you stick around until God speaks. Good. Next question.
3: Alex is asking, what would you say to the person who's been away and is afraid to come home?
4: Mm. overcome that fear, all of the scenarios of how people are going to respond or even how God is going to respond is hypothetical.
1: And, and Alex, um, the thing is that uh, the prodigal son, okay, you're not a prodigal son, but he didn't have to go to the bottom of the, the rung and start all over again. Mm. He really came home and uh, God just said, kill the fatted cow." My son has returned. Now, I'm not saying this is out of disobedience, but y- you need to fit back in because, you know, don't keep yourself away and think you can't come home. You can't come home. He called you home.
3: Yeah, uh, my response is if he's calling you, then he wants you. Mm. And that is enough to get through any yes. word, excuse, Situations. you know. Yes. Um, Jiha is asking, how do you know when you are ready to help others in the context of broken people can't help other broken people? It's a good question. How do you know when you're ready to help others? Pastor Tony?
4: Well, obviously, we can't wait until everybody's fully recovered before they start helping people. No, they
1: they never get healed, never get delivered.
4: So there comes a point with the assistance of discerning leaders where they will encourage you to start getting involved in... Helping others with their problems, which is actually a part of the healing and restoration process for yourself. Yeah. All right. It actually st- starts to train you to get your eyes off your problems, and onto what God is doing in other people and to help them. So you'll continue to get healed and restored while you're helping others, and then the Lord will only need to tweak a few more sessions of you know wholeness. Before you're, you know, you're f- fully confident that you can, you can walk, uh, you know, uh, independently, uh, um, and and walk in, you know, in in cooperation with the vision of the house. So don't be afraid, just do it.
1: And sometimes it's a bit, if you want freedom, you get the best freedom when you're
2: giving someone else freedom. I'm trying to tell you, I will be catching that overflow is of key. deliverance like it's nobody. Like yes, I'm gonna take that
3: for. You. I would say, gee, hey, don't rely on your own testing of your own brokenness. This is where you have to rely on the body of Christ and leadership because you're so close in it when you are broken that you cannot see the full picture. And so you need an outside perspective.
1: And stop leaning on your emotions because your emotions will tell you all sorts of lies.
3: That's very good. All right, there's two questions, but I'm gonna bring the one that I think is more um, applied and, and then uh, Christine, you can ask pastors in person. Um, but I'm going to go to Sonia's question, Pastor Sonia. What are some ways, this is a really good question, God confirms where a person should be planted. Are there signs or certain, you know, things that happen to confirm? Well, it, it
4: depends on the hunger and the thirsting of your soul, really, because what you have to ask yourself, what is my soul hungering and thirsting for? A good way of knowing where to get planted is, do you agree with the vision yeah. of the house? Do you have a burden for the same people group they're trying to reach or people groups, plural? Uh, Does the teaching and prophetic ministry actually build you up, edify you? Uh, Does it have a teaching or prophetic ministry? These are the things we need to ask. But uh, I think the bottom line is, uh, what's the Holy Spirit telling you you need and how is he leading you on how to get that need met? So... I always say to people when they are, you know, being transplanted or, um, you know, maybe they had to move from one town to another, how do you judge a church? You've got to meet the leaders. You've got to see what they're about. you got to, you know, you've got to get some interaction with the people. A good um, litmus test is how people meet and greet you when you go to a church. That tells you a lot about a church. Because you can walk into a church and have no one say a word to you. And that that is not a good sign. That means that it's too large or it's too impersonal. So there's so many different dynamics, but the bottom line is, what's the hunger and thirst of your soul that needs to be met? And do you believe this ministry is going to meet it?
1: And it comes down to, uh, you know, Jesus needs to be all fivefold ministers in the church. So uh, if you believe that present truth, then you need to see that that's the Lord bringing you to that place. Doesn't mean to say you've got it all together, but you've got the basis. You've got the basis. You want the Lord to be uh, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, clean your ears out and be the teacher, you see? And uh, because he needs to be all five-fold ministers in the church. And uh, that's a, a vision of the end-time church. We've got too much on teaching. We've got too much on pastoring. We've got too much on evangelizing. And so we start to to veer off the right way yeah. to evangelize yeah. and we start to make it a program rather than a call like Paul did. Mm. And Paul was called to be a powerful evangelist. He was called. He was an apostle. We know he was all those things. But he loved to tell people about Jesus, because mm. of what Jesus did for him on the road to Damascus. And so his, his evangelism was very powerful. Yeah, Very, very powerful. So me, the call is the call, not the need. Not the need. So good. You've got to be careful. You know, you can't keep being out there for the needs of everyone. You are more effective when you are called into the ministry that God's putting on your heart. Children, um, you know, the prophetic, uh, teaching, um, equipping, raising leaders, these are all things your vision has to fit within the vision of the church.
3: That's good. And I would say, just to finish off, um, you can't see... Fruit, the, the word says, Psalm 1, in due season. You can't go once to a church and find out if you're called to be planted. It, it requires the element of time, and it, time is used by God to put some roots down and see if those roots take to the soil.
1: And also, one more thing quickly. You've already been conditioned in life. In the mic. I'm sorry. You've already been conditioned in life. Yep to where the flow's going and where it's bringing you through, you know? And just have a look at where the Lord's been moving you in in your life as you're grown. Are you a people person? Do you, do you know what I mean? Do you love the Word of God? Do you wanna see the prophetic? Me, right now, we need to hear the voice of the Lord. I can say, well, that's been my heart's desire, that I can bring his voice to his church, okay? That's
0: good.
1: How essential that is right now in where we're at,
3: very good. okay?
1: That's the call. Yeah, very that's good. That's not need.
3: All right, last three questions. Yep. Christina is asking, sorry, Jebet. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah, hit it, man. <laughs> Christina asks, how do you know if you're trying to take people on a journey or if the Lord is bringing them through somewhere by and through your witness? Very good question. What's the difference between the Lord taking someone on a journey <laughs> and you being used by God to bring them along through your witness or your testimony?
1: Um. Just um, the the situation is, Christina, the situation is... It's your journey, go on your journey and see where God takes them. Maybe there will be some connection in it somewhere and uh, allow God to be God in their life like He's God in your life. This is the key, this is the key. Keep your witness because they mightn't accept your Bible you know, and all the scriptures, but they're watching your life because you're the living Bible.
3: My answer to that is let your journey lead to your witness yeah. and mm. not your witness to your journey. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Okay. Very good. Both you what do um, Alexandra is asking, how do we let God build His kingdom through us? You talked about the Lord building it through us um, in the previous segments about how... Yeah, he needs us, like what Liz said, that finding that perfect fit. So how do you let God build that kingdom that he wants to establish and through us? What would you say is a main thing?
1: Just let the Lord abide in you and let him do the work. Let him do the building like he's building you. He wants to build through you his kingdom.
3: And Alexandra also says, um, I hear what you're saying and I agree with you, but in my case, the first time I came to talk to you, God told me to stay here and get planted and not to go back to my former church. So she's saying, I guess it depends on a case-by-case basis. Sure does.
4: Good. Very good. Yeah, that's a good answer.
3: And last but not least, Jonathan is asking, is it possible to push your own culture too much? Is there a balance?
4: It is possible. Um, because our culture is the one we're most familiar with, we always try and superimpose that on someone else's culture. And that's because of insecurity. So um, there's parts of our culture that the Lord Jesus will redeem. Yeah. And there's parts of our culture that he will destroy. Yeah. So we have to let him convict us of that, that, that difference all right. Um, we made the mistake of trying to understand New York culture through an Australian cultural mindset, and yeah. it didn't work. Right. We had to think like New Yorkers before we could become effective ministers of the gospel. And Mind you, there's parts of our like idiosyncrasies and our character that are uniquely attractive to Americans. Americans like Australian culture. And God is using that. But some of our mindsets had to definitely change. Our, 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 our sense of humour is not wow. easily understood. All right? A lot of Americans get offended with Australian I, sense of humour.
1: I said that tonight. But I think the thing is um, uh, you need to hear the Scripture. The Scripture said you're in the world but not of it. So whatever part you come from, you're not of that. You're in it world, but you're not of it. It's not a part of you. Yeah. And you need to see this. This is so important. And, uh, you know, uh, when you try to live in two places at once, you know, because you're doing the culture thing, you know, uh, whether or not you bring it along as a part of the colonisation, you're actually going to get very, very imbalanced and you'll end up doing the splits. I'm telling you right now because that's what happened with us. We were trying to live in, uh, you know, and Sydney do things and in Sydney zone. and doing, do things in Australia. Different cult, different time zone. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's like, hang on, I'm I'm getting pulled further and further and further and I think my whole body's going to break very shortly. So, you uh, you know, the Lord just had to say to me, are you, are you tired of the the splits? I said, yeah, sure am, Lord. I sure am, um, you know. And so uh, I've seen the church in Sidley grow.
3: Amazingly. And my last statement there, a little saying again, I think when you culture grab, I think it's because you're culture grabbing because you haven't let the kingdom grab your culture mm. and make it your culture yet. Mm-hmm. So when we culture grab, Pastor Tony said the word, it's because of insecurity. Mm-hmm. So we grab something that we are familiar with to bring a form of security. Mm-hmm. But our security comes from being in the kingdom, in this world and not of it. And we are from, you know, the race, which is the race of the church. That's the only race that applies to. And so God uses our culture like things that he can redeem. that's very
1: good, the race of the church. You know,
3: um, Mm. like Pastor said, things that he can redeem. He can redeem food. He can redeem some traditions. I found that over my going overseas under these amazing leaders and growing up on the mission field, parts of culture that point back to the love of God, the goodness of God, family, things that God has established, he lets you take. Yeah. because it establishes him in those roles. Parts of culture that don't point back to him, that point back to idols, yeah. that point back to, they you have know, to go. Um, wickedness and traditions of men over the gospel of Jesus Christ and the goodness of God, those are the things that you have to leave in Egypt. Yeah, right. that, you don't take those traditions go. with you.
1: You can't take them with you. Nope. You get yourself into big trouble.
3: Yeah. And that's it. So, well, we did it. So I think we did wonderful. And now time for Prophetic, Prophetic Friends. Friends. Believe it. Where are we going tonight?
4: Fort Bragg, Texas. Oh, right. Wow. Staying in the I, I know there's a Christian group of military men and women there that are Uh, experiencing the grace of God, they're still recovering from that horrific um, terrorist attack a few years back. And um, the Lord says to you, my, my sons and daughters, you're not only training for the physical warfare, but you're training for the spiritual warfare as well. And anyone who comes in and out of Fort Bragg, uh, will be equipped thoroughly to overcome the spirit of fear and torment. And the Lord says anyone who uh, goes in and out of their training, um, you know, uh, preparation in this particular um, fort uh, will not experience, um, you know, uh, the post, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, the post-stress syndromes. Okay. Um. There's a name for it.
2: Post-traumatic stress. stress.
4: Post-traumatic stress syndrome. Mm -hmm. All right? Because your spirit will be well prepared for what you see, hear, and do, says the Lord. Shanae.
2: Yes, I'm not sure exactly where this fits as of yet, but I just um, heard the Lord saying... My children, I want to pull you out of the civil unrest within you. The civil unrest is caused by the generalization of putting yourself with common people group. And it is an attack on your individuality. So my my sons and daughters come to me for the specifics in the transition. I would transition you from a general population to a more specific, and that way you will grow roots. You will grow and mature, and never ever allow anyone to question who you are. And me.
1: So is that a female or male? Did you get that?
2: I'm not sure. How I it? I feel like the place was D.C.
1: Okay, let's let uh, let's, let's be, be be so the person can recognize it. Yes. Let's. Move out in this now. Okay. Will do. So DC, male or female? Okay. Think. You're going to mix this with faith right now. Yes. So step. I believe it's a male. Okay. Great. Amen. Male in DC.
3: Good. I have a word for a male in Sydney, Australia, particularly very close to us, my father-in-law. Ah. Um, Michael Abood, Pastor Mike in Sydney. And the Lord would say, my son, I've, I've heard your cry and I, I hear your cries, your heart cries. And so the Lord says, in my love for you, I am leading you through this operation. I am leading you through this step. And the Lord says, I'm pouring out my grace upon you to let some things go from your culture that have kept your heart from being fully accessed from your own person. And so the Lord says, this operation is not just a physical operation, but there will be a spiritual operation that takes place as you go under the knife. The Lord says, I'm going to do heart surgery, both physically and spiritually, and I'm going to create in you a new heart. Just like you've been crying out, you've been saying, Lord, change this heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. And the Lord says, "I've heard you cry, and I'm honoring that you have called upon me. And I say to you, that you have you have come home. And because you have come home, the Lord says, your heart shall be healed, both physically and spiritually."
1: Whoa. Whoa. And so, and and to add to that, because uh, you're one of my leaders, Mike. Um, You need to mix faith right now instead of uh, just being at a place where you're handling it. You need to mix faith because you're going to come out of this. This is not your time to go home to heaven, but it is your time to come back. Now, I have a word, and my word is for California. It's... It's just like the Lord to do this. Uh, I didn't think New York was the place that God was gonna put me. And now I didn't think that God was gonna give me a burden for the city of Los Angeles and for the church there. But I hear the word of the Lord and I tell you right now from the Lord, it's never too late. Take up your sword, get on your knees, and don't accept what is being said in your heart anymore. You have to respect and don't disrespect, but in your heart, your heart, God will speak to you. He'll speak to you. He's not going to speak to your head because confusion will come as He speaks to your heart. Mm. You will hear Him say, it's never too late. Mm. Pick up your sword and fight the good fight. The Lord says this to you. So I'm telling you, the Lord wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear the voice of the church in California. And here, the Lord says, those that have the liberty in in New York City to pray, you are obligated to pray for those that can't do it freely. So we have two calls here one for California to pick up and fight, Los Angeles especially, and the other one is for a word for New York. You are obligated to stand in the gap and pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Wow, guys, this portal has been a portal. What other way to describe it? (laughs) A portal in the portal. Just a portal in the portal. portal. Well, guys, we hope that you um, enjoy this and be blessed by this. Um, May this be a portal that if you find it, you know, on Spotify or see it on our Facebook, that this would be a start to either you being planted where you are or the Lord transitioning you. That's right. May you take it back to the Lord and get that clarity as directed Amen. Until next time. Bye-bye bye.
4: We love you.
3: Portal's Live family, we love you. Go back, listen again on Talk TV. You can listen again for 24 hours on Facebook. I'm sorry. I'm we will see y'all. you next week. Amazing Portal on what God is saying to the church and to us individually. Come home. He's calling. Come home. God bless.
1: Never too late.
3: Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Portals Podcast. We hope you were encouraged, uplifted, and challenged to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. To get the latest episode, don't forget to subscribe to The Portals Podcast either via iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or your talk app. Why don't you go ahead and share this with someone that you know needs to hear these life-changing truths that were revealed today. Or you can even tell us how it affected you by leaving us a comment or a review. We look forward to being with you again shortly. Until next time, God bless.